0: Welcome to episode 10 of the Work Redefined podcast, where we believe your employees are your company's most valuable asset and burnout is real. Today, I am so excited to be joined by the amazing Katie Munyan. Katie started her professional career in talent acquisition and performance management for technology and professional services firms. She became a highly leveraged Dale Carnegie contract trainer in 2015. In 2019, Katie became the Vice President of Training and Quality for Dale Carnegie of North Dakota and Minnesota in December of 2022. She became the co-owner of the local franchise with her business partner, Bethany Berkeley. Katie leverages nearly 20 years of experience in training, organizational development, talent management, and human resources to strategically partner with organizations to achieve results. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Redefined podcast. Today, I am so excited to be joined by the Katie Munyon. Katie works at Dale Carnegie of North Dakota and Minnesota. And Katie, why
1: don't you just tell us, tell us a bit about you and your journey and like how you got where you are. Absolutely. Well, it certainly aligns with Work Redefined. Thank you for inviting me to join you today. Um, it's exciting to connect with you. I love these kinds of things. Uh, my journey started out probably like most where you know I'm going to work full time. And I remember in junior high, my mom saying, hey, there's this new field called human resources, and I think you'd be really good at it. Mm -hmm. And there, the journey uh, evolved into going to NDSU and being a recruiting intern and working in recruiting and human resources. And I remember one day the CEO that I was working for said, Katie, what's next? And he really planted a seed in my mind thinking, what is next for me? What is that next step? And during that time, the company I was working with was experiencing a lot of growth. And I ended up moving around the corner from my current work group, sitting next to, in the same building, the owners of Dale Carnegie of North Dakota and Northwest Minnesota. And I thought, what an amazing uh, group of women how cool would it be to do this one day? And there started my many year journey of still working full-time and going through the process to become a certified Dale Carnegie trainer, which takes about 18 months uh, normally just to get through that process. And when I say work redefined, um, that led me to my journey of quitting my full-time job in human resources, taking a risk to be a contract trainer at Dale Carnegie, And from there, the journey continued as opportunities were presented uh, to become VP of Training and Quality and now co-owner and Chief Transformation Officer.
0: Wow, that's awesome. You have had such an exciting, like you said, journey. And I think that you've had so much experience in so many different areas. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. And I first just want to acknowledge how you said you took the risk and I think Kelsey and I talk a lot about taking risks and how sometimes that can actually prevent burnout. And like for you, like the risk paid off. So for people it's like, take the risk cause it can be amazing, you know?
1: Yes. And the risk can be, it can be calculated. I'm not a risk taker. I'm very risk averse. Mm -hmm. And so that's why my journey to get certified took as long as it did is because I wanted to wait until uh, my family was in a position where it financially made sense Mm -hmm. for me to take that type of risk. And one of the reasons that I did take that risk and make that change was because of burnout. Sometimes recruiting can feel like a revolving door where you bring in these great, you know, talented mm-hmm. individuals and for various reasons they end up leaving. And I really shifted in that time to my passion being instead of finding this, you know, crazy skill set that's hard to find in a smaller marketplace. To why don't we develop talent and help people to grow in their area of passion that aligns with where the organization is going? And mm-hmm. so, to me, leaving my full-time job to be a contractor was in a way to pursue my passion and purpose, and also to give mm-hmm. me more balance uh, and to avoid that burnout as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Love that. So fun. Well, just for our listeners who maybe don't know a lot about Dale Carnegie, why don't you just give a brief um, overview of what you guys do there? Because I think it's very interesting for people, especially in the world of work right now and like needing the training. Like, why don't you talk about
1: what you guys do? Sure, it's really creating alignment between business strategy and people. And so how can we develop and leverage talent within organizations, help to develop that talent, grow that talent to help organizations achieve results? And we do that through various means, whether that's attending different uh, public programs that we offer like the Dale Carnegie course, our leadership programs, high impact presentations, or what we call in-house training, where we do customized training for one organization. I also have a client that I'm working with right now with 16 leaders doing one-on-one leadership development coaching. Uh, And so it's a it's a wide range of ways that we can connect with organizations and individuals to truly help them to achieve results and their goals for themselves Mm -hmm. and their teams and their organizations so needed right now I
0: you know I love everything that Dale Carnegie is all about I I love Dale Carnegie but um everything you're doing is so needed especially right now and it kind of leads me to think so I know you said you focus on a lot of different training and leadership development and what that looks like but obviously like leadership has had to really change right now I mean how people lead how you ask questions how you make your employees feel like they're welcome at work how have you had to reevaluate your training methods in the past, like, I don't know, now it's been two years since COVID but started, Mm -hmm. but how have you had to reevaluate that as the workforce is becoming more diverse um, and things are changing?
1: Sure. And just as we have had to adjust, so to have our clients and our participants, I recall several years ago, so pre-COVID, uh, a gentleman in one of my programs saying he was a foreman in the construction industry, and he said, you know, what would fly back then would not work now. It would not motivate uh, people. It would not get people to want to stay working with our organization. So not only have leaders had to adjust in style and methodology and philosophy, Uh, But so too is Dale Carnegie. Uh, In March of 2020, when we all hit a pause and the world shut down, I was uh, in the middle of facilitating in-person Dale Carnegie courses. And we paused at that time and recalibrated. And in June, reopened with smaller programs, moving participants around so that people could be socially distanced and feel psychologically safe. So we're unique in the way that we have still been able to train in person safely. In addition, globally at Dale Carnegie and within our franchise, we've offered uh, and continue to offer live online training. So connecting in a way that you and I are right now, uh, but via webcam uh, where participants are interacting with each other online just as they would in person.
0: Cool. Honestly, it's such a blessing to have virtual, I mean, I think a lot of people would love, and we, I love the in, in-person interaction, and I think you and I are the same in that, but it is so cool that you and I can both continue to do what we're doing now. And like business leaders need to also accept that, that this is like the way it's going, you know, or the way it has to be.
1: Yes, for sure. And it just gives us some additional flexibility as we have weather challenges in the Midwest uh, to provide that as an online option where needed in mm-hmm. that way too
0: hmm. Well, so I know with Dale Carnegie, you guys have um, different principles, right? That's what you call them. Mm-hmm. So can you explain those a little bit? And maybe I would love I don't know if you have a favorite one, but talk about your favorite one, and why that's relevant to businesses and maybe what they can learn from this one principle.
1: Sure. So my all time favorite Dale Carnegie principle is to fill your mind with thoughts of peace, happiness, health and hope. And the reason that that is meaningful to me, and I tell our participants that sometimes you think, oh, Dale Carnegie, you're all sunshine and rainbows. And in fact, it's something that I have to really work at. And so, when I was in a different role than I was mentioning before uh, in human resources and training, I was struggling and I was ready to make a move. I was ready to join Dale Carnegie, but the timing just wasn't quite right. And so, I really needed to do what that principal said and starting my day with positive messaging and devotions and working on my mindset, which we do in the Dale Carnegie programs as well. Uh, And so, whatever context that means to you is just that way of how can we focus our energy and our mind in the right place to help us get through what's going on around us. It's especially true right now as we think about how resilient uh, people are having to be leaders, females, uh, everyone in general to get through these past two years. So that is the principle that is relevant to me. It's actually one of our stress and worry principles. So there are 30 there. And then there are also 30 human relations principles and those focus on building trust and how we need to build trust before we can gain the cooperation and collaboration and commitment of others. And so all of these principles are really uh, what we refer to as not rocket science they're common sense but that doesn't mean they're common practice and so there are things that we need to remind ourselves of especially when we're under stress and we've been under uh, duress Mm -hmm. for a while and so people can uh go to that golden book. I've had Mm -hmm. people reach out to me for that golden book, which is where we have our printed copies of our human relations principles. And so Mm -hmm. that is something that can help people to understand how to approach a situation or just a, you know, a daily experience that they're having personally or professionally.
0: Yeah. Well, when you bring up, like, first you talked about mindset a little bit and how that is so important. And we talk a lot about how it really, like, you know, that saying, um, like what you put in, you get out, or whatever that is. But it's like when you're putting negative thoughts in, you're getting negative things out. So like, how important it is to fill your day with positivity. So like, positivity comes in, and positivity will come out. Like, mindset is everything. It really is. That mind over matter. Maybe that's what I was trying to say. But like, it really is up to our minds. But so, and you said, you know, that's in your stress um, um, principles. So what? what are a couple of things you teach leaders on how to deal with the stress, especially the stress? Like right now, stress is a big deal. We're all dealing with it, but like, what do you, what are some of the things you talk about? Like, how do you help people actually like do this?
1: Yes, absolutely. So one of the things is just reminding ourselves to be present. Uh, The first stress principle is to live in daytight compartments and Dale Carnegie talks about that. And we hear that in other references as well as that, you know, uh, tomorrow has enough worry and stress uh, for its own. Or in other contexts, we've heard we often spend a lot of our time thinking about the future, or what's past occurred. And again, all we can control is right now. And so we talk about being where our feet are. And so being present right here right now with you having this conversation versus mm-hmm. thinking about all the other things that are on our plates. so mm-hmm. that's helpful uh, for leaders uh, of course during this time as well as when they're connecting with their employees mm-hmm. uh, to be present uh, so that people feel seen and heard mm-hmm. that's so
0: true it's so easy and like we all fall into it but to be so worried about everything else you have to be doing and like that's burnout central one, like focus on in the, in the moment. But um, I think it's so important to remember, like, especially when leaders are having conversations with their employees or um, even just with their peers. And even, you know, if you have a leader, like if you're having a conversation with your leader, being present is probably the most respectful and important thing you can do, because we talk all about Asking questions or just ask, like ask behold, they feel like that's super important, but like being present in the moment and it, that's so like that's so like means so much, you know. Yes.
1: yes, and being in control of what energy we bring to the room, you know, how are we shifting the environment mm-hmm. uh, by you know being light lighthearted or stressed out and it's this balance, right? Of being mm-hmm. transparent and authentic yeah. and also uh, demonstrating that leadership and resiliency.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're a leader yourself, so I mean, I know you and Bethany are both um, leading the leading the charge at Dale Carnegie, so on your team, you know, I know you guys are growing, but how are you finding and keeping these candidates? I know you guys have a wonderful team, but right now we, like, we talk about it's the great resignation. People are leaving their jobs, people are finding a job that they can feel super fulfilled in, so what are you doing to find and keep them? But also how are, you, how are you leading them in a way that's making them feel fulfilled in their roles? Yes.
1: We uh, have a unique opportunity and advantage at Dale Carnegie. One of the things I most appreciate about the millennial generation is their search for meaning and purpose in their work, which mm-hmm. is something that I share, although I'm slightly lar- uh, slightly older. Uh, but that is something that we really can bring to the table and offer to mm-hmm. people working on our team, which is what one of the things that attracts people to mm-hmm. Dale Carnegie. Uh, this is, you know, really... A, Opportunity to impact people's lives, to develop ourselves, uh, to be a continuous learner, and so there's really tremendous opportunity in that. Uh, we talk about it's you know really this combination of you know a, a nonprofit you know changing the world and a for-profit space. Uh, how we're attracting talent, um, and one of the things that we would you know recommend to others is we have had tremendous legacy and success throughout various owners where having great success in duration of employment, having high retention for those individuals that seek us out. Mm -hmm. And how do they seek us out? It's by one for us being present, uh, walking the walk and uh, really demonstrating and living our brand. Uh, so when we're doing things like this, or Bethany is out speaking that people uh, wanna reach out and gravitate to wanting to be in that environment. And so we're, that helps to attract uh, the right talent that's mm-hmm. gonna be a right fit. Of course, my background in recruiting uh, is helpful in that interview process mm-hmm. to understand fit and what people are looking for. And one of the unique things that Bethany and I have done as owners over the last year is when we do have someone approach us, is we have a conversation with them and understanding what is it they wanna do? What are their skills? What are our business needs? And is there an opportunity to craft this perfect position that works for mm-hmm. all parties, so that people are involved in that process and creating uh, their role as they go through that recruitment process. You no, know, that's not always standard or always possible, mm-hmm. but I think that's one of the things that has helped us to be successful. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you bring up two really good points. The first is I do see you guys being present and truly living out your brand. And I think that that can be really hard and, but it also takes buy-in from everyone who works with you. But once you have that and you can have everyone solely like, like bought into your company and know that what you're doing makes a difference, that is truly how you're going to attract people and make them stay because- if they see you loving it, how could they not love it? You know,
1: absolutely. Yes, so, such that's a contagious, that yes. excitement and passion. You see it and you feel it, especially when we have new hires take our programs. They can see just how much uh, we pour into it, into our participants, mm-hmm. and we truly are with them step by step. Meeting our participants where they're at, we're on the journey with them, we're in their corner, Uh, and so that is just a really positive, contagious thing that people want to be a part of because you get to see amazing transformation in individuals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so
0: cool to be a part of something like that. Like for everyone, you walk into a room and you can just feel all the energy, and you know it's a good place to be at. Yes, so I love that. And you also said, you know, when you have someone come into your company and they see. You have a conversation, allow them to kind of expand on the role or tell you what, what, they, what they want it to look like for them. And like you said, not every company has the ability to do that, but I think that'd be such a cool thing to talk about. Or so you have a new employee come in and you sit them down and say, okay, here's the job description. What do you, what do you think? And like, where, what else do you want to do? Like, what does, like, what excites you? What doesn't excite you? How can we make this exactly what you want it to be? And I think that's so cool that you guys do that because I think that's needed.
1: It's almost like instead of an exit interview when someone leaves, there's a concept of a stay interview and it's similar mm-hmm. to what you're saying and that looking at hey, what is it that we need? What is something you would change? What else would excite mm-hmm. you? What else would you add to this? Uh, yeah. Same concept. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. A stay interview. How, what can make you stay? I love yes. that. Yes, so- truly.
0: hmm I love it. That's cool. Well, I think I chatted with you before interview and I uh, mentioned that uh, we work, we have the burnout prevention project. And we talk a lot about what that means. And especially like being a woman in the workforce, like, what does that mean for you, but also not just being a woman just being doing it all. We're all you know, you work a lot, everyone works a lot. And so how do we prevent ourselves from being burnt out? So I first wanna ask like you personally, what do you do to help yourself prevent burnout?
1: Yes, well, one of my values in addition to fun and passion and commitment is maintaining balance. And Mm. that is absolutely a challenge as a business owner and as a leader, but it's so important. And so we hear about self-care and how critical it is, but it's true. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking care of ourselves, we've also, you know, heard the saying "you can't pour from an empty cup," yes. and recognizing that. And so, some of the things that I do to maintain balance or to take care of myself is I actually have been teaching group fitness classes for over 18 years. And so I remember when uh, we decided to uh, purchase the business, when I went from VP of training and quality to a co-owner, I remember my dad saying, oh, are you going to quit teaching at the gym? And I said, Mm -hmm. no. He said, how are you going to make that work? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. And so it's that standing commitment to myself that I know at least two days a week that I need to leave by a certain time uh, so that I can change and go teach my class which is stress relief for me it's doing something positive for myself and for someone else our Mm -hmm. participants in that program uh, at it from a gym standpoint uh, and really helping me to again use the talents uh, that Mm -hmm. I have to help other people to relieve stress and provide again that community around taking care of ourselves Mm -hmm. we all have our other you know things that we do I like to start the day like I said with those positive affirmations and messages uh, you know, making sure we're doing our best to get rest, um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, all of those pieces are so important. Having that social outlet, which has also been a challenge for a lot of people over the last two years as well. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I read somewhere and I know this, I knew this for a while, but that exercise and like physical activity is actually one of the most, like the best stress reliever and the pre- best prevention of burnout because you're releasing just so good for you, but, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but did you know that you're supposed to get like um, at least 10 hours of rest a day? And that doesn't just include your sleep. So that can include anything like movement or anything where your mind's completely like off. So I love how you teach those classes because for you, like that's probably an hour or two hours of your rest period. So if you get eight hours of sleep, you have to rest for one more hour or, you know, whatever, like um, that takes your time. But it's super interesting. Like, are you actually taking, 10 hours of your day to completely like rest your mind
1: yeah i'm sure most people are not yeah. um that is probably a very tall order and you know, we all probably have experienced brain fog from time to time and truly when i exercise is the best way to clear that fog for myself mm-hmm. it's all about productivity as well so it goes against the rest that you're referencing but i am uh known like people will come up to me at the gym and like what are you always looking at so if I'm on the elliptical I'm looking at notes for an upcoming training mm-hmm. that I'm facilitating mm-hmm. and so it's funny that people like that I don't know mm-hmm. at the gym wonder what do you do for a living you're always looking That's at funny. something mm-hmm. to maximize your downtime would be another yes. way
0: well and also I think it's a when you're at the gym and like a lot of people think and I think we talked about this a lot of the things we're doing but struggle with actually like turning it off and so like it it is okay that sometimes at the gym you're maybe like you're just listening to music or is it's okay if you're not listening to a podcast and you're just have the music off or just listening or like having me just listen to music not always being productive because I think we can get in this cycle like for me too like if I'm at the gym I'm like gosh I should be listening to a podcast instead of just this music that's doing nothing for me but in reality like that is actually like being like restful by listening to that
1: Yes, so I completely agree that we need to have quiet, quiet mind, yeah. which is hard when our minds are always going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to getting ready in the morning, listen to the radio, and now I get ready in silence, just mm-hmm. the quiet and, you know, kind of letting releasing those thoughts or letting them come and go. I, I love music. Music is another way for me to, as an outlet mm-hmm. and to maintain balance. However, sometimes when I'm super busy, instead of having the radio on uh, in the car or Sirius XM, I will still have it quiet. It's just that mm-hmm. time for that peace.
0: Yes. I know. I recently just started, like, when I drive home, I have a two and a half hour drive when I'm going, like, to my back to my parents' house. And yeah, I, like, have the first hour room silence because I'm like, I just need this. And I hate, I used to hate silence, but, like, there's so much going on that we just need it, you know? But for sure, well, so that's what you do, but I know a lot of companies and leaders are really looking to help. How do you help your women avoid burnout? Because I know you work on a team of women, Mm -hmm. especially, and I know that, like I said, burnout can happen to anybody, but women, I think um, happens maybe a little bit more often. So what are you doing to help your team? Are you and Bethany doing
1: to help your team avoid burnout? we're doing a couple different things. One as a small business, um, we, you know, have certain, of course, limitations and also benefits to being a small business. And so Bethany and I decided that our team will have, uh, summer hours. So Fridays, I believe in June, um, they're off. Uh, and then in July, uh, until labor day, it's afternoons off. And so there's, hours to, you know, allow for people to take a longer weekend or if people are going to the lake. And so that's one benefit. And I never know it because uh, Bethany and I as owners don't necessarily <laughs> use that. Um, but that is okay. But there are things that we do differently for our team um, mm. as not owners. And that also includes doing our best to not email before 730 or after 530. So to 5.30 a.m. to p.m., trying to avoid initiating communication outside of business Mm -hmm. hours unless it's an emergency. Uh, Also helping people to take time to do what they love. So we have volunteer hours that we pay for a year uh, that people get to do that or use that, Uh, are very involved in the community, doing community events. And so a different, you know, of course there are different activities for kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Today it was a storm day and so people are working from home. And so what can we do to support people, meet people where they're at uh, to help them mm-hmm. to have this be, you know, a, a component of their life that fits in nicely. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. It's really important. Like you said, meeting people where they're at, because we can't all be like, At the same level at all times, you know, everyone needs different things and um, allowing, like you guys are doing, giving things for like options kind of of what people, so some people want their afternoons after the summer, but some people really want to utilize those volunteer hours, but they're there for them to use them. So I think that's really important to remember that.
1: We also uh, um, have PTO, of course, but we have a use it or lose it uh, because we want people to use it. I know uh, in my career, I would always be accruing time and I would get to the point where I wouldn't accrue any more time off because I wasn't using it. And so it's a way to encourage people to take the time that they need away to have a break. That is
0: so good because so, so funny. I was just talking to my mom the other day and she has like 300 some hours of PTO and I'm like, that's why you have to use it. Like they give you that to use it. And so that's great. I love that because you're encouraging, otherwise, they just lose it. That's such a good
1: idea. I love that. That's okay. So Incentivizing oh. self-care. Yeah. Yes, I love it.
0: Well, before we wrap up, I, I have two last questions for you. My first one. Is So we talked a little about Dale Carnegie and what you guys do, but is there any specific ways that listeners can
1: maybe help or learn more about you? Uh, but what can we do? Yes, well you can go to northdakota.dalecarnegie.com to see our upcoming programs. We have our foundational Dale Carnegie course kicking off the end of February and our leadership programs this spring, as well as our high impact presentations program, which is great for anyone communicating in formats such as this or in a team meeting, or even up on front of a stage. Uh, or if you're just looking uh, for assistance and coaching as a leader, uh, we're happy uh, to connect and support those in our community and how we can best support them in achieving their goals. Sweet.
0: Well, I'll put all of these this information in the show notes so everyone can connect and learn more about Dale Carnegie super easily. So that will all be there. And um, my last question before you for you before we completely wrap up is we ask everybody at the end of our podcast. Katie,
1: what does leadership mean to you? So leadership to me would mean being others focused while still being true to yourself. And what I mean by that is living your values, uh, making the tough decisions and maintaining your integrity in the process, uh, looking out for others as their coach and how you can help them to really, again, get the most out of their interaction with you, whether that's a mentor, a friend, a supervisor, or a leader. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Because it kind of goes back to the idea
0: that you can't pour out of an empty cup. And so you have to still be true to yourself and true to your values before you can lead others. And leadership is being others-focused, like you said, but um, focused on who you are, too, so you can lead them. So- that's such a good point.
1: Well, we're all best when we're leveraging our strengths. And that's what we look to do is how can everyone leverage their strengths uh, to be most successful to achieve again, their results. Mm-hmm. Helping others leverage their strengths. That's so great. Well, I
0: really loved everything you had to say, especially about like a couple of tidbits that I took away as a Maybe implementing a stay interview and what else, how you can make your employees stay at their job instead of an exit interview when they're leaving because you didn't ask them. Um, I love that. And just how Dale Carnegie is really working in our community. And um, I love the last point you made about the PTO, use it or lose it, because I think that's a great way to encourage your employees to take time off and help them prevent burnout
1: because we're all in this
0: together, so
1: we are thank you for joining uh, us in that effort together right and helping people burn out redefining what work means to them we're happy to support you and are glad to be a part of this conversation love it
0: well i appreciate you having um are you coming on our podcast you bet Do you feel like you're constantly spinning your wheels, often busy but not productive, stretched too thin at work or at home, or frequently trying to win others' overs and please everyone around you? What if we were to tell you that there's a way you can find more peace in your current career and family life, or an outlet where you can verbalize the challenges you're going through so you can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel? Welcome to our six-week interactive virtual peer advisory program, the Resilience Multiplier. Check the show notes out to learn more.